Welcome to Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And now for your weekly recap, a timely review of this week's top headlines and takeaways. Here's your host. Welcome to Inside Towers Week in Review. I'm Leslie Stimson, Inside Towers Washington Bureau Chief. With me are Jim Fryer, our Managing Editor, and John Salantano, our Business Editor. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. It looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. The 2022 Volume 2 is out now. For more information or to subscribe, visit InsideTowers.com intelligence. So, John, you've had a busy couple of weeks with earnings reports, and you're going to talk about several today. Is that right? <laughs> yes, we have, and, and yes, I am. Um, yeah, we're, we're really in the peak of the um, uh, second quarter earnings call season. Lots going on, and a lot of companies that we uh, are tracking have reported. So let me just touch the highlights on, on several of them uh, that um, um, – that reported really, um, really good results. I think the good news uh, coming out of all these earnings calls is that the industry is alive and well and healthy and the outlook is is very positive. <clears throat> so this week, SBA Communications uh, delivered its second quarter results. Uh, they indicated that uh, lease activity is up both domestically and internationally. Uh, the company basically has uh, its operations split between the U.S. and territories and its territories domestically and operations in Latin America and in Africa. Um, uh, certainly in the U.S., they're benefiting from the 5G activity that's going on amongst their really all four of the national carriers, including DISH. But uh, T-Mobile is their biggest customer, and we all know that T-Mobile, when they reported, you know, um, reinforced the notion that they're moving ahead to complete their nationwide build out and, um, and also um, rationalize the integration with the Sprint network and are looking at some decommissioning. So SBA uh, as, is a big benefactor of that with us, with T-Mobile being its biggest customer. It's enjoying uh, the upside on the 5G activity but it acknowledged that it, it will report about a $20 million loss as leases are terminated uh, from the, uh, the Sprint network on sites that are being de- decommissioned. Internationally, the, the, the company talked about a lot of activity in Brazil, uh, where it acquired a number of t- uh, towers from um, an operator in country there. And, um, you know, because international leases, uh, tower leases tend to be tied to inflation, uh, as opposed to in the, in the in the domestic market, which are pretty much fixed rates in the order of two and a half to three percent a year, when they're tied to inflation, then the the tower companies benefit from that increased um, uh, the increased charges. So uh, overall, SBA looks uh, looks for a um, continuing positive growth, and in fact, updates guidance to to reflect that. Uh, similarly, Dish came in with its with its report for. Um, for the quarter, 
the company has launched uh, and met its 20% population coverage uh, back in June. That was the first FCC require mandated requirement that it had to meet, and it's progressing now to build out the network to meet a 70% population coverage goal by June of next year. Uh, the company did indicate it has about 5,000 uh, cell sites on air now and is working at a pace of roughly 1,000 new cell sites a month and expects to, um, to hit about 15,000 cell sites by the time it, it is required to meet that 70% coverage uh, uh, bogey. Uh, and then by 2025, it's supposed to meet 75% population coverage and the company still stands by its $10 billion CapEx uh, commitment to, to reach that goal. Uh, it did say that it doesn't really have any live paying customers on the network today. It's still waiting for devices that operate on uh, its unique band 70 frequencies and, um, and awaiting supply from a number of uh, device vendors who are making the phones that work on, that, on, on the network. Um, so they expect deliveries in the third quarter and, and will start to distribute phones in the fourth quarter. So actually they don't, other than mobile data users that are just using you know, devices on the network, they don't have any voice services on the network. And that's another area they're working the, uh, extremely uh, active on to, to attract um, customers. They did lose some prepaid customers when T-Mobile, who was one of their MBNO uh, carrier, uh, carrier um, partners, uh, switched off the 3G CDMA network, but um, uh, the company is confident that um, it can uh, both attract new um, postpaid customers and convert a number of those prepaid customers to postpaid on the new 5G network. Uh, Digital Bridge was the other company that reported this week. Um, you know, this is one of our real stars, I think, in the business. It's a highly diversified uh company with digital infrastructure and uh, towers and fiber data centers and small cells uh, around the world. Uh, the company has completed its rotation from being a, a real estate investment trust in the classical sense to now a, a manager, uh, owner, and operator of digital infrastructure across these five asset classes. Uh, its uh, assets under management uh, have increased and, and is projecting um, that it will reach $100 billion uh, in assets under management by 2025. Uh, it makes its money basically from investing in these companies and, and taking a share of, of the, of the a percentage of the results or taking fees for, for those investments. It does own two data center companies on its balance sheet, uh, a data bank and, and um, Vantage uh, stabilized data centers that are both expanding and continuing to sell um, uh, cell capacity on, on the network. So the company, uh, you know, uh, upped its its guidance as well, uh, both on its um, uh, income fees and uh, and its operating uh, revenues. So, uh, you know, we'll continue to watch all these companies uh, with great interest. They seem, they have acknowledged that, you know, the macroeconomic environment has some impact, particularly on supply chain deliveries and, and some inflationary costs, but by and large demand for, you know, Cellular services that uh, they enable uh, is not slowing down, and uh, all of them have a, a positive outlook uh, uh, for the next uh, couple of years. All right. Well, thank you, John. So Congress recently passed and sent to the president a $280 
billion bill to subsidize U.S. domestic semiconductor manufacturing. That's to bring manufacturing here. Then this week, Samsung Electronics cautioned that chip demand from cell phone and computer makers would weaken further. Um, That's because people are shopping less because of the recession worries. Um, A a representative of Samsung said that if a global recession occurs, server clients will have to adjust their inventory. Um, He's talking about Samsung's memory chip business for computers. Um, Earlier, Qualcomm warned of a hit to fourth quarter sales because of cooling smartphone demand adding to the chorus of voices cautioning about chip sales as inflation squeezes consumer spending. The Ukraine crisis and COVID lockdowns in China, which is the world's biggest smartphone market, have worsened supply chain snags, forcing many phone makers to cut orders for chips. Samsung will respond to the uncertainty by flexible deployment of short-term capital expenditure and disciplined supply of chips. That's what a a company representative told a conference last week. An analyst at Cape Investment and Securities told Reuters that he expects a capital expenditure cut by Samsung um, in the next year in the memory chip business. And then an executive for International Data Corporation's Asia Pacific Research said the semiconductor supply is not going to increase immediately. There are a lot of raw materials and gases that are required for production of those semiconductors. Um, Samsung was relatively optimistic about the demand for smartphones in the second half, saying supply disruptions for the company had mostly been resolved and that demand would either stay flat or possibly see single-digit growth. So that'll be interesting to watch. Jim, we turn to you. What have you got to, t- to tell us? Uh, yes, hi, Leslie. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, and uh, also, John, this has been uh, the quarterlies coming out here. It's been uh, very, very informative, and uh, you've done, done great work uh, letting us know what's been going on with that, particularly Digital Bridge. They've they have so much going on, and it's it's nice to have somebody that can kind of give us a little uh, little guide of, of what what transpired just in the past quarter with them. They, they you know, you, you I have trouble keeping up with them because these guys are such wizards at what they're doing. It's uh, it's uh, interesting to follow them. But yes, and, and you and I know we we kind of have a week, a weekly tracker on their activity. It seems like every week there's something new. So yes, uh, one of the, one of the stars in the business for sure. Yeah, it's like a, it must be Tuesday because digital is just bought <laughs> plus something. So that's right. <laughs> thank, but and thank you to those guys for uh, for keeping us uh, giving us news content. So uh, absolutely, I don't want to be a downer here, but uh, there's been horrible flooding in in Kentucky uh, this past uh, week, and uh, we've covered some of that and how the. Uh, telecommunications community is responding to that. Of course, FirstNet, AT&T, uh, were there on the scene. Um, and uh, FirstNet deployed uh, all kinds of uh, arsenal in their weaponry that, uh, uh, or say that again, all kinds of weaponry in their 
arsenal, uh, such as temporary mobile uh, towers, generators to several Eastern Kentucky communities. Um, these, these were in uh, the Buckhorn Lake State Park area in Perry County, as well as they uh, deployed assets in uh, uh, Breathitt County. And uh, they have a, a crisis cleanup hotline connecting residents with local relief organizations. So they're, they're doing a yeoman's job in, in, in doing that. Some of more of the, uh, of the assets they've deployed um, have been a, a SAT Colt truck for all you acronym fans out there. That stands for Satellite Cell on Light Truck. Uh, they also deployed two communications vehicles two compact rapid deployables as well. And uh, in addition to in-building solutions and, and all first net ready devices that they use to, that they provide to public safety um, personnel uh, for priority communications. And then that helps to of course enhance their situational awareness on the scenes. So, um, Great job by by those guys. In, in addition to that, the, the side note was uh, wasn't just high tech. They deployed. Uh, they provided therapy animals to uh, provide emotional support to first responders on the front lines. Uh, and they have a program called uh, Rog the Dog, and we even posted a, a link to a video if you want to know more about the their their therapy animals that they, uh, they provide. So um, good on FirstNet and AT&T for providing uh, uh, a vertical platform of, of, of needs and services to, uh, to people in Kentucky. And uh, hopefully they're coming out of it as we speak and um, urge anybody to donate to, to check the FirstNet site and, uh, make any necessary donations they can to, uh, to help that along. Yeah. I'm always impressed with the resources they bring out in, in disaster requirements in, in situations, you know, they, they have these customized mobile cell sites, as you mentioned, and, uh, and uh, all kinds of other things that we don't normally see uh, as part of the day-to-day -day network operations. And they have the ability to pre-stage they do assets, you know, because they'll know when about geographically where yes, something's going to hit, so they can prepare yep. stock, you know, stock fuel generators, that kind of stuff. Yep, yep, very good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Inside Towers Week in Review. We'll see you in a week. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.